Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is a one-shot that we have played before, Hand of Glory. It was written by Alan Carey, and it's available from Chaosium on the Miskatonic Repository. I'm the Game Master, and this is our fourth version. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> It's one of those overcast days on the North York Moors. The landscape is composed of low, flattened hills, covered in grasses, heathers, and wildflowers, interspersed with groves of trees. Birds chirp and insects buzz around, and the croaking of frogs can be heard from the shady spots near mossy creeks. Some find the moors monotonous and boring, but as part of the North Yorkshire Ramblers, you are happy to be here. It's late June, and the temperature is moderate, despite the sun being hidden behind the clouds. As you walk along, you begin to notice a few drops of rain. Oh, weather's starting to turn on us, boys. Well, good thing I brought this umbrella with me. Oh, bad thing I didn't bring an umbrella with me. <clears throat> what exactly do you all have with you? You don't have to go down your gear list, but describe the way you're dressed. Um, Charlie is uh, unassuming, inoffensive, and he's sensibly dressed. And he carries with him uh, he carries with him all the trappings of a bird watcher, as well as a uh, as well as a white walking uh, hiking staff. Um, so he has his notebook out and he's marking down the birds and, and maybe the rain scares the birds away, but uh, he uh, otherwise is, looks like a typical shopkeeper. You've probably already seen a few interesting birds this morning as you're going along. How about Audrey? Audrey is decked out in uh, full outdoorsy kind of gear. Um, it's got a scarf around her neck and uh, her satchel with uh, sandwiches and sketchbook and pencils. And she's got her walking stick. Um, the good picnic. set of, yeah, yeah. She comes prepared for making sure that everybody has, you know, something to eat in case they get a little peckish out on the, the walks. Um, good sturdy walking boots and she's ready for the hike, actually. Howard. Uh, very much like Audrey, I am, have sturdy boots, uh, uh, outfit for um, walking, probably one of those um, heavier vests. Um, I, too, carry a satchel, which has a um, canteen and several marmalade sandwiches for the trip and a couple um, old winter apples. Um, I have my pipe in my mouth and normally I have a walking um, stick, but today I took a heavy-duty umbrella because my knee was twitching a bit. Okay. And uh, Patty? Uh, Patty is tall and slim and attractive, uh, energetic, very charming. She's got her walking stick in her boots as well. Uh, in one pocket, you can see that she has a novel tucked in it. Uh, she's got her binoculars out. Uh, and she announced at the beginning of this this uh, ramble that she was going to be on the trail of wagtails and kingfishers today. And Lucas. 
Lucas uh, looks like one of the, like his brother Luther, like one of the rocks from Mario Brothers that comes and crushes Mario. He's pretty much a huge man. Uh, he has a big Penang lawyer walking stick with a heavy head on it and uh, <clears throat> some nice big walking boots, you know, leather. And uh, he's got some cigarettes and also some food. So as you guys are walking along, uh, there's a couple of cracks of thunder which go over your head. Um, the rain is still fairly light. Uh, there is a stand of trees close by where you hope to take shelter. But when you arrive, you realize that the wet foliage just seems to drip on you even more than the sky does. Uh, you realize, though, as you're standing there, that, that there is a wide path cutting through the grove of trees, and that there are old ruts in the damp clay. Uh, as you follow them a little while on, you notice that up ahead there is an old coaching inn, uh, where in days gone by, stagecoaches might stop for a rest and a bite to eat. Uh, there's probably not much traffic these days, but there is smoke drifting up out of the chimney, which indicates that there are people within. Um, what do you want to do? Do say that that station seems to be operating still. We might be able to find some cover there. And I think that's a great idea. Sounds reasonable. Yes, indeed. Like it. Get a bracing cup of tea, I should believe. And as you approach, you do hear noise from inside. You can hear what sounds like maybe a radio that's playing. Um, and just the general din of voices. It's it's not a huge place, but it's not a small place either. It probably at one time accommodated, you know, 20 or 30 people if they needed to. Um, you step up onto the porch and you see that it has a sign hanging there. The sign uh, it says, Witchwood Grove Inn, and which is spelled W-Y-C-H, Wood, Grove Inn. Um, what do you want to do? You do notice also that there are other walking sticks that are propped up next to the door. Looks like we're not the only ones here. All the better. Yeah. Would I... Sorry. Would I, with my knowledge of botany, know of a plant called Wishwood, like, of that name? It just seems to be a colloquial name. There's a whole... Uh, uh, groves of trees all around. They look like they're probably uh, oak, mostly. Um, yeah. So what do you Charlie want? will enter. I will, okay. I will leave my umbrella out um, following the tradition that obviously the locals have and then go in. Yeah. There's probably a bucket or something there where people have set all of their things like sticks and, and, and umbrellas in. <clears throat> so as you open the door, uh, you are immediately greeted by the smell of roasting meat and yeasty smells like beer and bread. Uh, the floorboards creak as you enter. There are more people here than you expected sitting at tables around the room. 
Uh, they must be farmers and other locals. They're all rather rustic in their appearance. Some are drinking, some are eating. And as you enter, they mostly go silent and turn to look at you as you enter. The only sound is coming from a small radio in the corner, not very loud. A man, who's obviously the barkeep, uh, he sees you, he wipes his hands, he puts on a big smile, and he comes over to greet you. It's like, please, please come inside. Uh, have a seat. Uh, here's a table over here. Um, must be out rambling today. Uh, you got it in one. Um, can I get started with some uh, with some drink, or are you absolutely yes? Please sit down. We have uh, we have beer. We have uh, a limited supply of whiskey, water if you need it. Uh, I can do tea, yeah, coffee if you're wonderful. a heathen. <laughs> a, a good pot of tea would be excellent. We also have food if you'd like it. We've got fresh baked meat pies. We've got bread. We've got, you know, uh, cheese. Cheese. I was going bread. to go for a beer, but uh, with Howard uh, getting a tea, I don't want to. I don't want to go for a different mood than our group's uh, looking to establish. So I'll get a tea as well. So tea all around. Uh, indeed, I'll have the nice Indian continental tea, three bags, please. Excellent. Um, and hey, you, he, can uh, stand a, you can stand your spoon up in. Indeed. <laughs> um, um, should so, we try some of the pasties? Yes, I'll have a meat pie. Meat yes. pie, excellent choice. Yes, yes. I'll bring. I'll some have one the as well. Excellent. Um, at, by this point, the people have gone back to what they're doing. They were just curious when you walked in the door. So uh, he says, uh, so um, where are you all from? Well, it's not well, really my business. I'll, I'll, I'll get your food and your drinks. I, uh, since you asked, I am originally from America. Uh, really? But, all the way from there? Yes. Only spent a few years of my childhood from there before I moved to India and then came here. I'm from Kettlewell, not far from here. Oh, okay, good. Yes. Same well, here. Let me let me get your food and drinks. And he uh he goes away. Um everybody do a spot hidden. Yep, it is a regular pass. I got an extreme. Like a hard success. You hear, uh, you you noticeably hear that. I mean, you could hear people talking when you were outside. Now that you're inside, people have lowered their voices and they've they've leaned in closer to one another. Maybe they're just not used to strangers. Uh, not a typical pub attitude. Uh, they all seem to be quite at home here. The uh, the fellow returns uh, with uh, uh, food. He's got fresh bread there too, if you want some. And there's uh, the pasties, and then the uh, the tea. He says, Thank "Is there you, uh, anything else that I can get you?" Uh, do you would you happen to know if there was any form of a place we could stay until the rain breaks? 
if it well you can stay here for now i mean this is technically an inn uh we do have rooms but uh i don't think that you'll i don't think that you'll need rooms you probably the, the rain probably won't last more than an hour or so Splendid. my name is atticus boulder by the way oh nice to meet the, you atticus. i'm the owner and proprietor it seems that you have a quite a going establishment here well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we do pretty well. Good for you. Has um, has this been has this inn been here for a long time? Longer than I have. Oh, probably I imagine since, you have some since the mid eighteen hundreds, probably. Oh, I imagine you have some nice antiques in here. The whole place is an antique. <laughs> I can believe that. If you'll excuse me. And he goes back behind the, uh, the bar area. He's taking care of a few other people. Must be fantastic. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. The tea is good. The The pasties are well, well made. Excellent. I'm going to look around. Just take a look at the general... Um, scenery of the place you know the well, for the most part for the most part the inside's a lot of woodwork um there are bottles behind the bar it's a it's nice looking it's a bar but it's a pub bar so it's not like a not like a nightclub bar um a lot of interesting doodads and knickknacks that uh, you know are on odd shelves and uh, things that give the place character if there are any books around, I'll take a look at them, see if he's got anything of any value. Um, yeah, well, let's see. There are newspapers and things like that that are current, um, things that you've probably already read. Yep. Um, maybe a checkerboard here or there, and uh, there's a dartboard on the wall across. It doesn't look like the dartboard's been used in a while. Um, after you're there for about an hour and, uh, you're feeling good, you, you, you've had, uh, your tea, you're, you're not hungry any longer. Um, uh, Atticus, um, says from over, over by the bar, he says, how you, how you folks doing? Enjoying your hospitality. Yes, indeed. Lovely country. Lovely country. Indeed. You must indeed. be able to have a clear view of the Pleiades, unlike our light-polluted London. You're a stargazer, are you? Indeed, I'm an astronomer. That should be interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, you've also noticed. He's from Yorkshire. He can't help it. You've also noticed something else by now. Nobody's left the bar. None of the other people have gotten up and left. Um, the bartender uh, looks around the room and he says, uh, he says, well, folks, I think this is uh, 
last call before we begin. And uh, you sort of notice some of the people react to that in a, by, by giving him some attention. Uh, and as you're watching him, he, he gets up onto a stool and reaches up. There is a, uh, like a cabinet up above the, the bar area. And he opens it up and he pulls something out of it, which, I mean, you can do a spot hidden for me. It's odd. Mm, nope. That's a hard success. Hard success. Regular success. Okay. Those of you who failed, you're not sure what it is. It's it's something he's pulling down. Uh, Those of you who got a regular success, you think he's pulling down some sort of uh, like a little jug with a candle stuck in it. And uh, he's placing that on the counter. But... uh, Charlie, you've got a hard. Did anybody else get a hard? I did. Charlie and Audrey, what you see him pulling down is very strange. It looks like a fat black candle. Um, and as you get a better look at it and you realize that it's that you're trying to focus on looking at it, and it's difficult to do, but it almost looks like a black human fist with one finger stuck up in the air like this like it's been molded to look like a hand and he sets it on the counter and that's when you all realize that it's rather warm in here it's it's um it's not uncomfortably warm but you feel really uh like you're almost sinking into your seats and you see him take a uh, a, a punk and light the end of it and bring it over and he lights this candle which looks like a human hand with one finger stuck up and as he's doing that you suddenly realize that you are losing consciousness you have been drugged and everything goes black So things become very strange when you're waking up from a drug-induced unconsciousness. Uh, First, it seems like nothing is real, like you're having a very strange dream. There's noises and there's, there's... you know, flashes of color, which you're pretty sure are just just in your head. Um, You're very still. You're very cold. And you seem to think that the texture of the table is much rougher than you recall. Um, There's, you, you still haven't opened your eyes. You're still not quite ready to come that far out of uh, consciousness. You think there's a voice, a couple of voices around you talking. Um, you, you begin to smell something. It smells like foul 
sausage water that's been boiled for too long. Um, you hear a man's voice somewhere nearby, and you think it might be the barkeep. He says, but Auntie, please, you, you have to release us from this curse. It's been five years. And then an old cranky voice responds. Oh, now, you be a fool and the others along with you. You took from me, so I took from you. We've made no bargain. Your time is through. And as your eyes slowly begin to open, and you look around, the room is dark. There's a fireplace light uh, that's very low. And it takes you a second to realize that this is a different place. It's not the inn at all. The windows are small and dirty. The walls are gray, like uh, like it's a stone cabin, like an old, old stone and stick cabin. And there are things, bundles of dry plants and herbs hung from the rotting rafters. You, uh, you attempt to move, and that's when you realize that your wrists are shackled to the table uh, in front of you. In fact, you can't move them at all. The, the clamp is literally right down onto the table. Uh, you then realize your legs are restrained as well. They're shackled to the, the chair legs. Uh, you struggle for a moment. The man across the room, he says, Auntie, please. And she says, no more, no more. It's silence for you. These little conies are waking up. Those of you who can see the barkeep, he shakes for a moment. And then he slumps forward unresponsive onto the table. From out of the shadows, there emerges an ancient crone of a woman in heavy tattered clothes. Her robes drape over her into the floor. She seems to have a big hunchback and uh, a cowl that sort of half hides her, her head but you can see her white, long hair hanging out from inside. She moves towards the table, and she looms larger than you might expect, and her form is exaggerated by this sort of hunched back. It makes her look like a small mountain of gray wool. She smiles, a crooked smile, and her face is so wrinkled and deep that it looks like tree bark. As she creaks towards you, it's then that you notice that both of her hands are missing. She has scars on the ends of her hands and just stumps where they should be. Well, now, what do we have? As she moves towards the table. The cur, makes, the cur makes a dogged deal and brings all of you. He brings me 10, but I only needs two. What have you done with us, you fiend? You guys can all do sanity rolls. Uh, Charlie will um, first just cry for help as loud as he can and then just grunt out, what do you want? What is this? When you, uh, when you cry for help, she, she sort of stands back for a moment and puts her stumps up toward her, towards her head and she says, oh, now there's no need for that. 
There's no one for miles and miles to hear you or see your smiles. That's because no one wants to live in Yorkshire. Unhand us, you villain. Oh, that's part of the, the idea, isn't it now, dearie? Wait a minute. What monstrous profanity are you referring to? Mm. Profanity, we know lots of it, but uh, one for the left and one for the right. Who shall it be? You tell me. Charlie goes back to screaming out. <laughs> what's, your, what's your name? Old oh, woman. Dearie, dearie, Old dearie, woman. Dearie. What's your you, name? You can call me Auntie, my dear. Everybody does. Uh, Auntie, what, what happened to your hands? Why, these folks that you've been dealing with, they cut them from my hand, from my arms. And all I want is I want them back. Why don't you... So take their you hands, take... you mad woman. Ma, oh, they've had their chance. Their time is through. Dealing now with... Who, who, what are you referring to? Are you referring to the, the people here? The, the, the people who run the inn? The inn's not here, dearie. You're somewhere far, far from the inn. Where the hell are we? Enough of this talk. Why did they take your hands? What did you do? Hmm. She, start, she moves towards you with a look of like lustful hunger in her. And she, uh, her stump moves down and she begins to stroke the back of... Uh, Oh, uh, Patty's hands. She says, these are very nice hands. Yes, they are. These two. And she goes over to Audrey. Leave the ladies' hands dare. down. I'm sorry, y'all talked at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> leave their hands alone. Oh, it's not going to leave them alone. We need something. We need something. But wait. You've been asking me lots of questions. Those, those blighters in the, uh, in the end, they took me hands years ago. I want them back. But why did they They refuse. They refuse to bring them. So would you then make a bargain with auntie? They... So the, your hands are in at the inn? That they are. How old would they, how would we know they're yours? Maybe he's how got a drawer full of hands and we won't know which one it is. Well, that will be your problem then, won't it? Atticus. And Atticus suddenly stands up. This time, it looks almost like he's being puppeted. He seems to be unconscious, but he's moving at her command. And she goes, there, Atticus. And Atticus walks into what might be where 
what she might call a kitchen. It's not really a kitchen. It's all one room. But he picks up a big fucking meat cleaver and walks over to the table. Uh, Charlie, completely uh, uh, breathless from screaming, just says, psychopath or hellspawn? What, what the, what, what, what are you, are you going to chop someone's hand off? Uh, yes. Let's not have so many rash moments here now. Well, not rash at all. That one. And she points at Lucas and the uh, the blade comes down and hits your wrist. There is a moment of sharpness as it cuts through. And then oddly, you don't feel much of anything at all as your hand lies there. And you notice her whispering something. And as she's whispering it, uh, you don't bleed much. A little bit of blood comes out on the blade and on the table. But as you're looking, your severed stump just starts to heal itself over. And then your hand skitters across the table over to her where she's standing and she puts her stump down and you see it turn itself around and back its stump against her stump and then sinews and things start coming out of her arm and wrapping themselves around it and you see it slowly begin to fuse onto her right hand we'll say it's her it's your right hand uh you can, do sanity. you can do sanity goals for that. <laughs> oh, no, 100. Oh, 95. Uh, Sounds like some success. people are going to do some. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, Patty, you need to do a little 1D6. And whoever, whoever got 98 to 1D6. Right. I believe um, that I failed as well. And it's my hand. Yep, six. Um, Oh my. And I have five. We're both losing it. Okay. Uh, did anybody else get a, a, a critical fail? <coughs> just regular fail? Uh just regular fail, take one D4. If you if you pass, just take one point of damage. You're freaked out, but you know, you're probably all yelling. Um, let's see. Howard and Patty. Uh Let's do Howard first. Howard, you find that your own arm, your right arm, because you were staring at Lucas when that happened, it's kind of gone numb. You're you're having a psychosomatic reaction to it. God. Um, and Patty, Patty, you become hysterical. Yeah, that's fair. I start ranting about how I'll never come back to this inn again, and I'm never eating another meat pie again, and I'm never having that Ceylon tea ever again. So, I can't move my hand. You see her uh, flex the hand. She's like, not a bad choice, but not my own. Now, perhaps... You has a hero amongst you who'll give me the other hand voluntarily. You villain, you might as well take them both. 
I think that Charlie, since he like narrativizing him succeeding the sanity role, I'll say, um, no, stop. Just use mind. And then he closes his eyes. You don't have to do this, Charlie. He says, a brave man, a rare thing nowadays. Stop. And Ah! your left hand. And the same thing happens. I mean, you feel a, you you think that your your physical reaction is more of shock than it is of actual feeling pain. Uh, your stump immediately heals, and the hand chitters across the table and gives her a second one. And she says, "Now then, we're ready to bargain." Do you want she, uh, Patty and I to make another sanity roll since we had failed so miserably the first time? Uh no, you you don't take sanity while you're. In the middle of a sanity okay. reaction, All right. um, uh, she says, okay. "She says, now listen to me, little children. Two hands taken, two hands given on this eldritch night forgiven. Bring me back my hands, and I'll give you back these. That's the deal. I'll even let you go home, go free, without any punishment." Your innocence in all of this, you didn't ask to be part of this. It's those in people that are to blame. By Jove. Uh, Well, you seem completely insane, but you did at least anesthetize me with some black magic, so I'm inclined to take you up on your deal, Auntie. Lucas, I I think you must, you should consider that our souls might be at hazard. Whatever this creature is, it's clearly the devil's minion. I'm a man of science, Charlie. We just saw hands crawl across the table. Perfectly explicable. (laughs) The one called Charlie, do you believe in justice, my dear? Yes, I do. I believe in a divine justice that will show you punishment in the end of days. Oh, me? You think I'm the bad one here? I'm the one to blame. I'm only concerned with the lives and well-beings of my own children. Whereas those people, why? They don't care about their children at all. Leave them here. All they had to do was give me back my hands. I would have given them back their children. But they wouldn't do it. Not after five years, they wouldn't have done it. We took our children? I called their children. Where are their children now? Out there in the grove. You'll see them on your way back. What what did the what did the people in the inn believe you did to them to take your hands? You never did anything to anyone. I just live out here in the woods. I've lived out here for many, many years. And they came and they stormed in and they cut off my hands. And they ran off with my hands. And they made it so that I couldn't 
return to get them from the inn. So you are children a... here to me so that they would have to keep coming back. No you deal. are some minister of Satan and no doubt you have stolen their children and if you can't find them, it must be because they got away from your awful grasp. No, you don't understand, dearie. I've been taking care of their children now for five years. Since he's chopped off a hand of Charlie, is he able to slide his hand out of the, the restraints? Yeah, so pull your hand out of the cuff. He will slump to the ground and we're pulling his hand out of the coven, just trying to pull at the table, see if it moves. Yeah, this table looks like it's made out of uh, oak planks that are about that thick. <laughs> what? Why did and these they are feel heavy they had iron? To... <coughs> Miss, why did they feel that they had to cut off your hands? I asked them. I don't know. I just, I'm out here all by my lonesome, just biding my time. And they refuse to come. And can, I, uh, can I roll psychology to see if she's telling the truth? Sure, you can try. Not I sure only have to read somebody like this. But... <laughs> no, I got 44. Oh, I rolled psychology and got an eight on a 35, which is almost yeah. a critical success. Yeah. I mean, she seems to just be, I mean, you can't really tell what she's saying is true, but she doesn't really seem, she has all the advantage right here. Why would she lie? Yeah. Um, she says, now then, it all ends in this. Does you make a bargain with Auntie? Follow through on the bargain and I'll follow through as well. I never goes back on a deal. But what what is the repercussions should we fail in finding more hands? That depends on you, my dear. I mean, if I it means you'll good... not get these back. It means you'll not get these back. I mean, if we put up means. a good effort, but still can't find them. The time's up, my dear. It's been five years. This is the last night. When the sun rises, it's all over. What do you mean it's, it's all, all over, over, baby? <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> all over for in what manner? For all of us. They trapped me here. You'll be trapped along with us forever, for eternity, for all time. I think that's enough. You need to go. Do you accept the bargain? Considering the alternative. I mean, sure. what do you care about those people anyway? They did this to you. Auntie didn't even know you existed until 20 minutes ago. Uh, Charlie was like they complete. Did, okay, they did drug us. Uh, I'm inclined to agree with this woman, despite her physical appearance and insanity. 
Meanwhile, Atticus is still standing there wide-eyed and drooling down the side of his mouth, just not moving. They were willing to sacrifice us. Which means that there is they're not all upright either. Time to make up your minds. And she picks up the cleaver into her hands. I can uh, take your heads just as easily. Agreed. I've got hands. <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed. I do believe we are it was a sticky wicket, Charles. <laughs> I do believe we're going to have to agree. Plus, think of the ladies. Yeah, Charlie uh, is like attached to the table by one hand. The rest of his body is like slumped underneath it. And he's sort of like shaking and crying. And then he'll just say, fine, I'm scared. Fine. Be it done. And she snaps the fingers that she couldn't have snapped a few minutes ago. And when she does, you can hear the, the, the braces around your legs or around your feet drop off and the uh, latches come undone. Oh. Like, follow the path outside. It'll take you back to the inn, or at least where the inn is now. All right, go trot out. I'm leaving. I follow. And as, as we're going down the path, I'm looking around because she said her children. Don't were go around. so fast. You're not going to the okay. path yet. You're going to get out, yeah. out of the house. <laughs> All right. As you're bringing back her hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. So you get to the door. You're going to step outside. Immediately, you notice that the groves of trees all around her, uh, old growth, giant trees all around. Um, the grass outside in the moonlight is oddly colored. There's a kind of a purplish glow to it, which seems very strange. Her house is very primitive. And I was trying earlier to find the words for it. It's a it's a very primitive style of house, just, you know, rock, uh, uh, wood, and uh, sort of primitive plaster holding it all together. It's not a large place. It's basically one big giant room. But I'd like you all to do spot hiddens. Waddle and daub house, perhaps? Nope. Yeah, waddle and daub's what I'm thinking. I got an extreme. I also got an extreme regular stream. So Lucas and uh, Audrey got regular. extremes. Uh, Charlie, uh, how, how did you do Charlie? A regular. Regular. Okay. But Patty didn't. I rolled a 95. I have got to get out of here right now. All right. So Patty steps down onto the path. And you can see, Patty, that the path leads into the, the grove of trees. But there's definitely like a a tunnel going through the, the woods um, and the weird purple grass, which uh, you don't think you've ever seen the moonlight quite like that. Um, Charlie and Howard, uh, you sort of notice without looking up that the stars are rather bright tonight. The, the, the storm must have passed. But Audrey and Lucas suddenly grab a hold of one another 
and they have turned around and they're looking back at the cabin and up at the sky. And when you see that, you all turn and you look. It is a ultra black sky filled with stars and swirling galaxies and two huge not moons, but planets. One of them is very purple in color, and it's casting light onto everything. Um, there's a orange-colored moon flying around it, and what look like primitive rings. You aren't on Earth at all. You can all do sanity rolls. This is not going to help Patty's disposition. Oh, another hundred! Yay! <laughs> Patty. <laughs> yeah, Patty's Patty's going to be taken out of the game very early. I just have to give you a, a D6 for that. Oh, okay. no, no. Everybody else, if you fail, do D4. Five. Okay. I did five. Okay. And Lucas, I think that you were probably mostly fascinated by what you were saying. George, this, this is quite the thing. Can I, uh, can I... I mean, I guess it's not the same galaxy, so I couldn't even roll astronomy to see like what's going on here. This is yeah, from from another perspective, from another planet, you don't have any clue where you are. Yeah, Patty, you suddenly just take a deep breath and you faint. Yep, yep, that's that, Patty. That was my plan. Yep. Oh, oh. I try to attempt to catch Patty. She fall. Well, yeah, she slumps down onto the onto the purple grass. Oh, Patty, Patty. Lucas, we have sold our souls to the to Satan's minister, and this is our reward. Satan would not live under such a divine sky, Charlie. This looks beautiful to you. This is horror itself. Well, you have to remember, he is an astronomer. I apologize, but these swirling, spiraling galaxies... Look like the anvil of creation themselves. I don't see it, Patty. Patty, mm-hmm. I, 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 do I have my little satchel with me still, or is that gone? Uh, Patty wakes up after just two minutes or so. Patty, are you all right? She's a little disoriented. Mm-hmm. I wake up, see the galaxy, faint again. <laughs> <laughs> Get you this all night. <laughs> uh, Patty, Patty. Howard, do you want to do you want me to help you carry her? Yes, if you could. I'll certainly try. I'll grab her ankles. If you yes, can yes. grab her by her arms. Yeah, I, I'll I'll stand up. I'll stand up. There's yeah. I fear for my modesty if I'm carried like that. So I'll stand up. Oh, you had me worried, Patty. <laughs> right. So uh, you're still right in front of the cabin. Yeah, looking at the plants, are they just purple because of the moon, or are they like it's, unique in some way? It's hard to tell um, color-wise what they would be in normal light, but there's definitely purple just because of the purple light. Um, I don't know. Do you have botany? I do. I have very high botany. Go ahead and roll botany. Ooh. 68, I believe I need to spend three for that. Yeah, I'll spend the three. Oh, no, wait. I would have to spend 18 for that. Oof. 
So probably not. Actually, well, let's just let's just say that there's a general overall look to the thing that you don't know where this would be. I mean, it's like you you've not seen growth like this in England. These trees look like they might be a thousand years old, and they're all uh, gnarled and creaky, and uh, um, they seem to almost you know, I don't know. They'd be a they'd be a kid's treehouse dream. Would these trees be? Do a spot was... hidden for me, though, Lucas. Okay. Okay. Oh six. My spot hidden is insane tonight. Well, wow. you are trying to identify the plants and look at them. Maybe you take a couple of steps towards the edge. Imagine that this is like a little clearing in front of her her place, and then it goes into the tunnel of trees. You, you're not sure, but you think there might have been something in one of the branches of the tree because one of the tree branches moved. Um, you notice that the, some of the tree branches are swaying like there's a wind, but there's no wind. The air is very still where you guys are. You can hear mm. the creaking sound of the trees. Can I, uh, uh, is one of them swaying like closer to us? I mean, they're all generally swaying a little bit. I'd like I'm to way up high. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Because I, I was going to like examine the points at which they're swaying to see what was causing the motion, but if they're too high, then yeah, impossible. Let's well, just you, get you, this got, over you got an extreme, Let's... didn't you? I did, yeah, I was six. Did anyone hear the witch right? I, uh, she said we're looking for her hands, right? That's yes. right. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do believe we need to keep going down the path to the inn if we are expected to be successful at this. Yes. Every moment we delay uh, is another black mark against all of us. Mm-hmm. I don't believe any of us wish to stay here. No, I think we need to get this done. Whatever it is that we end up doing, we have to go get it done. And we have to get some answers from people at the inn. We don't have the full story. No, these, these, these people have... Either she has done something or the people believe she has done something to them. I I don't think we're going to be able to understand the full story. Look, I think it's a cosmic scale. Look around you. But we've oh, got to try. We have we've got to make to an try. effort. Puck up, Charles. Stiff mm. upper lip. Oh, I have lost that right. much earlier. So you're going to move into the uh, into the sort of tunnel trees. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a very I hesitantly see. do that. Yeah, Lucas is just sort of, he's walking almost as if he's hunching over, like he doesn't want to bump his head on the trees. They're not that low. It's probably a vault of 15 feet before you get to the branches, but he seems nervous about something. As you move into the tunnel, you can see that it winds a little uh, as it goes, and 
after maybe 150 feet or so, you see that it starts to open up again. And there is a, 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 a an opening, a glade, uh, completely surrounded by trees. And there are there's something here in the glade. And as you're sort of sneaking out, because remember, it's kind of dark, uh, except for that purple glow. And where you are in that tunnel, it's very dark. As you go forward, you suddenly realize what you're seeing is there are a bunch of people here. And it looks like little groups of people. <clears throat> there's usually two adults and one or two it's like children and uh it's very mossy very grassy in here and the children are laughing and uh uh hugging their parents and their parents are halfway between laughing along with them and crying and hugging them as if they haven't been able to hug them in a long time um but the kids seem to be kind of oblivious to it all. They're 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 dancing around. Look, mom, what I can do, and cartwheel is done, and things like that. You can see that on the other end of the glade, the tunnel continues through the trees. But that's what's going on here, and probably without having to do with a spot hidden, it takes you a minute to realize. But these are the people that were in the inn. Do they see us? Recognize us? They probably you might notice that some of them glance over at you and just give the give you sort of an odd look and but they're 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 paying attention to their kids. Uh, Charlie will walk up to one, take one by the shoulder, just like just like put his arm on their shoulder and just say, well, do, you, "Do you know anything more than we do? Where do where are we?" You were uh, Atticus trying to make a deal with the the woman with Auntie. Uh, what happened? She, she, she sent us here, I think. She chopped my hand off. I oh. show him my stuff of my hand. Oh, geez. did you? Sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, did, you, did you drug us? Did you? Look, we've been in agony for five years. I push she into took, the ground. She, she took our kids. She, he holds on to his kid. She took our kids away from us. We haven't seen them. It's been once a year that we get to see them. And uh, why did she take your kids away? Because she's an evil witch. I'm going to go up to someone else. I'm going to go up to someone else and say, "What did you do?" What well, we, we didn't. We we. Oh we, yes, you did. What did you do? We don't have time. To talk oh, you've to got, you. We only get a short while to talk to her. What did like, you do? Well, we, we tried to stop the witch, and she cursed us all. She took our Why children. did you try to stop the witch? What did she have done? Witch. What'd she do? Who are I'm going to change people? tactics. I'm going to change tactics. I'm going to use my charm. have a, a decent charm score. Um, charm score. I'm going to go to somebody else, pull myself together, and uh, work some charm on them. Try to get the story out that way without taking a whole ton of time. Okay, I think though you are causing a stir 
as yeah. you guys are all doing this, trying to get something. And they're kind of pulling away and huddling from you. But go ahead and and, and try. Uh, I seem to be rolling duplicates tonight. I rolled an eight. Okay. Just like I did before. So cool. made it on charm. Uh, that's, a, that's a critical success. So it's a man with his wife and his two kids. And they're mostly, you know, holding on to their kids. And uh, while she's hugging them and laughing with them and reassuring with them, uh, he'll talk to you, Patty. And he's like, look, he says, we had to do something about the old witch that was in the woods. Um, Atticus showed us stuff that told us what we were supposed to do. We didn't know there would be any kind of repercussions from this, but as a result, she took our kids and we can only see them once a year. Uh, this was our last chance to get the kids back. And uh, we were desperate and you guys showed up. You fool. If you sold us out to be able to see your kids for to one To save our hour. children. Yes, I would do it again, too. To save your children? You think she's going to give them back? Even I if you live, your, your souls are gone. What I was, was it that Atticus said? Why, why did Atticus want her to be harmed? Atticus said that they would not get their children back from her. We, we, we don't know for sure, but Atticus filled our head with ideas that people were in danger. And if we didn't act, we... Is Atticus here? The last you saw, Atticus was back at the house. Yeah. Uh, Where the did range. Atticus put her hands? They're back at the end. I'll turn around and look at everyone. All right, let's go. If you weren't if you weren't completely completely asleep by the time, you probably saw one of them. The one he lit on the bar? Yeah. That's part of the magic, he says. All right, well let's go. Let's go. Let's go see what we can find. So as you make your way out of this void and back into the woods, uh, the, uh, the path continues to wind just a little bit. You're still more or less going in a straight direction from Auntie's house. You go on a little while longer, and once again, there is a glade, an opening. And in the center of the glade sets the inn. It's no longer where you found it. It is sitting there in the middle of this old growth forest all around it with the stars and the galaxies and the giant planets up in the sky. Um, what do you want to do? There's still light coming through the windows. You know, I don't... Well, I was just going to say, before we go in there, I really want to have a good look at the trees, like I like just one tree in particular, and examine it. You know, like maybe. What are you looking I for, mean, Lucas? 
these confounded trees, they, they seem to be moving on their own volition. To, does anyone want to go with Lucas? Yeah, I'll go with Lucas. Okay. Um, and the rest of you, what are you going to do? Patty's marching up to the front door of the end. She is all business right now. All okay. business. And Howard is following Patty. Howard and Audrey? Yeah, okay. I will follow the Patty and, and Howard. So what I'll tell you is this. The three of you, as you go up and step up on the porch, all of your walking sticks and umbrella, they're still there on the, on the front porch. Um, you... What you hear vaguely is a kind of a a hiss sound coming from inside. Um, and as you open the door, the fireplace is still lit. Um, the room is pretty much the way you remember. If you had hats on back then and took them off when you were at the table, they're still sitting on the table. Um, the hiss is coming from the radio, which is not picking up any signal at all at this point in space and time. Lucas and Charlie, you walk over towards the edge of the grove where these giant old growth trees are. What do you want to do? Lucas, what, what, what led you here? By Jove, man. Look at the branches in the highest tops of the trees it looks you like see. charlie like they're swaying in the wind is there wind no but see too they sway independently of one another they don't sway as one you think something might be in directions you see something might be moving them or you think it's just an attribute of these alien trees I see no animal in these trees. I fear... It might just be their otherworldly condition. Perhaps, but perhaps they are also not trees in me. How close are you in relation to the trees at this point? Oh, I, I was just going to go like right up to it. Yeah. Okay, so you walk right up to one. You can see the the sort of root structure looks weird the way that it's it's almost like it's laying on top of the soil. The uh, bark is very heavy and thick and very rough. Do you touch it? Yeah. All right, do a luck roll. 22 out of 45. <laughs> okay. And Charlie, I suppose you're probably a foot or two behind or to the side of him. Um, Lucas, you touch the tree, and when you touch the tree, there's a moment when it seems to you like you're not touching tree bark as much as you're touching the side of a large animal, like a cow or a, a wolf or something like that. And when you do, the tree, this huge monstrous tree, suddenly lurches back and away from you. Its trunk splits into three, almost like giant spider legs. And 
there are a number of orifices along the, the trunk of the tree that open like mouths with giant snarly wood-like teeth. Uh, it bleats. It makes a, a weird sort of bleat sort of sound as it does this. And it pulls back and thrashes maybe 10 feet farther into the forest and then begins to settle back down. It just narrowly misses crushing you. That's what your luck was. <laughs> of course, Charlie stumbles away in horror. You can both oh, do... Uh, that would have been a very short scenario. Yeah, you can do uh, uh, sanity rolls. I have been... Killing it with these sanity rolls, but oh no, that's a fail. That's a fail. You failed. How about you, Lucas? I I got a thirty. Okay, must be your biology or something. <laughs> I would like you, Lucas. Lucas, I would like you to roll a one d six, and Charlie, you roll a one d ten. One d ten. This is a mythos creature. I got the bad number. I got another bad number. Five. Eight. Uh, <laughs> Charlie, you are going to flee in panic. Um, I don't know where you're going to flee because you're completely surrounded by giant trees, except for the inn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Lucas. Um. Lucas, you are also having a psychosomatic uh, illness. Let's see. Um, it feels like your leg has gone numb and uh, it, your leg just suddenly refuses to work for you. So you sort of stumble down to the ground. Um, you can still move. You can drag it. But for some reason, your leg just says, yeah, I, I ain't doing nothing. Glad you've been abandoned by Charlie. And Charlie has run off. Um, we'll assume that Charlie runs towards the house. Um, Audrey, Howard, and Patty, you've stepped into the room and you've surveyed it, as I said. And then all of a sudden you hear this weird alien sort of bleat sound come from outside. And a second later, uh, you hear Charlie huffing and puffing and barreling into the inn and uh, like stumbling over tables and chairs and heading for the corner of the room and then hunkering down in the corner, you know, half under the table. You guys do. All right, and look, Dad, everyone. Lucas is gone. <laughs> we, we made a deal. We made a deal. Let's keep this deal. Let's find her hands, get them back, get this resolved, get back to merry old England. All right. Everyone spread out. Look, I'll go over to Charlie and start seeing if he's okay. Did you have psychoanalysis? Uh, no, just psychology. Hmm. Yeah, well, so you can't do much to help Charlie. Yeah. He is wetting his pants at this point. Uh, when I see him do that, I'm going to get turn and go look for... I've, I've caught him in a private moment. I will go behind the bar and... Uh, I'll no, go Lucas behind the bar and look up at that up. cabin. Guys have Lucas is not there. And I think Charlie's just saying, Lucas is gone. Lucas is dead. What do you mean Lucas is dead? <laughs> the trees came alive. They were devil-like trees. They had been... It was it's incomprehensible. <laughs> Step out of it, man. 
Stop. Apparently, Lucas, nobody cares to go outside and see what's going on. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go at least go out on the on the porch and look. Well, Audrey, when you look out on the porch, you can see Lucas lying on the ground over there, and he's trying to pull himself towards the end, but he doesn't seem to be able to move his okay. leg. Well, I will I will go go Audrey, beware the trees. Stay back, woman. Are you crazy? Do you want help or not? Yes. <laughs> Get someone else who isn't one of my personal connections to come and help me. Like maybe that yellow-bellied Charlie Newell. <laughs> Charlie is not in a condition to come out and help you. I will, I will help you. I will grab Lucas roughly by the arms and start dragging him towards the the end. Okay. Um, and as you are doing this, Audrey, you do notice yourself that the trees are seem to be oddly agitated. Their branches are swaying back and forth as if there were a strong breeze, but you don't feel any breeze. Yeah, um, I'm, as, as, as I see that, I'm watching the trees as I pull Lucas toward the end. All right, Patty and Howard, you guys are gonna start to search. Yeah, I'm going to look up where I had saw the he had opened the cupboard before, yeah, and had pulled out the hand. Okay, if need be, I will I will help. Maybe what I'll do is I'll find a little ladder so that Patty can easily climb up there. Well, there's a little step stool. However, right. that cabinet is open, and on the bar itself, you see what you saw before. It's the the black candle however it's not a candle it's obviously a hand um it's black it's gnarled uh as if it's ancient um but it is now a fist like this what do you guys do uh, are all i'm gonna grab it here? yeah I'll, I'll grab a towel yeah go ahead and look at it i'll just grab a towel toss it over it at some point and pick it up. Howard, you said what? I'm sorry. I'm I'm checking out the does it have all its um um fingers and thumbs? It's digits, yes. It's it's like a fist. Uh it's closed tightly and there's a ring on one of the fingers. What kind it's of a ring? little green emerald on one of the ring. Um, I'm doing a praise just to since I have the ability to I'm just as I'm looking at it, it's it's not um, I had a regular success. Okay. It's a very primitive ring. It's, it, you wouldn't think of it as being made by a jeweler, at least not a jeweler nowadays. Uh, the gold is, is crude. It's, it's well made into a ring, but at the same time, like the fitting where it holds onto the jewel is, um, it's primitive. If you were to kind of date the thing, you'd probably say from like the dark ages, <laughs> you know, that would be where it was from. It's a, uh, it's a rather large emerald. Uh, you're pretty sure that uh, it would fetch a big price. On, Not worried know, about it, that. I was more looking at it to see if it had a, if I recognize it from historical significance. No, 
just no. looks like a, a simple guess. ring. All right. So we have this. We now have to find the, you know. So you're going to pick it up? You I will to to toss a yeah. towel over it. Okay. Scoop I it up with a towel. It is oddly squishy. It's not hard like you would have expected a candle to be. It's definitely very leathery in feel. I will put it and in my it, satchel then so that okay. we have it. I said, well, that's one of them. Now we have to find the other one, Patty. Where do you think? So the cab, the other. The, I'm sorry. Where it was. Yeah. Oh, the cabinet is empty. Where, it, where the hand was. Okay. Correct. Doors open, drawers open, okay. start just ransacking the place. There is, to describe, there is a door going into the kitchen uh, area where they can prepare food. There is also a second story. There is uh, stairs going up to rooms. You look don't, behind the bar here. I'll go look in the kitchen. All right. You might want to check out where they make the mincemeat meat pie. And you never know what they might have added to it. Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. Uh, by now, Lucas is brought in in by Audrey. Charlie's still cowering in the in the corner. Charlie, in in the, ten minutes, Lucas, or so, you're alive. Come to come around. As I'm checking behind the bar, is there a bottle of whiskey or something? Yes. I pull that out. Pull some glasses out. Say, you might want to, Audrey. You might want to give Lucas a shot of this. You might want to give Charles too. Maybe I'll give him a stiff upper lip. I gotta keep on looking for that hand. All right, true. Would I have uh, gained Cthulhu Mythos from Bout of Madness? Yes. Okay, could I Automat- roll that? You automatically get five. Could I just roll that to see if I recognize like anything from about those literature? creatures? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Forty-four again. So no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll roll yeah. two, I guess. Yeah, it's a weird, weird thing. All right, so you guys, for the moment, you guys are all together in the same room, except, Patty, you're going into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Patty, do a spot hidden for me. All right. Uh, oh, three. Check me out. Excellent. Hey. On what a forge, so that's a critical, critical success, yeah. What you do notice towards the back of the kitchen is a large trap door in the floor. Open most it. likely, most likely a root cellar or something like that. Yes, yeah. when you open it, it's it's a it's a cellar, um, and it's lit down there. You can see that there is light. Good or bad, probably bad, but you know, I'm on a mission. I'm going to go. I'm just going to go down. Oh, and I'll pick up a cleaver with me. Okay. Uh, take it with, just in case. You know, we have any friends down here. Okay. Are you going to tell anybody you're going down there? Nah, I'm I am on a mission. Okay. Um let's have uh Howard Howard and Audrey can do luck rolls. Uh yes. yes. All right. Yeah. Um I got a 25 out of 50. Okay, you both passed your luck rolls. You do hear a bang come from the kitchen. As Audrey opens up the uh, cellar door and lets it hit the hit the ground, Patty? as she 
Going into the root cellar. Oh, okay. You need a light? It's lit already. Okay. Oh, you want right. me to come with you, or do you want me to keep on checking up here? Oh, I'll never turn down the company of a gentleman, and I stomp downstairs. All right. Then I will head down. Keep on searching behind a bar, um, Audrey. Okay. I got one of them. And yeah, I oh, Audrey, no. you can see there's probably not, not anything you can hide anymore behind the bar. Okay. Um, oh. Charlie, you begin to sort of come to your senses. You remember where you are, but you're you're terrified by what's outside. Now, Audrey, I've come to my senses now. I, I just, someone gave me some whiskey and I, I seem to have wet my pants among other, among other bodily functions. Now, I may not seem like a reliable source right now, but you've always been like a big sister to me. And I want you to take this advice seriously. I think we should stick together. And I think we should all go down where they're going into the root cellar. Well, that's not a, that's not a bad plan. Um, but if we split up, at least paired up, we could search the inn faster. I, if you feel, if you feel that that would be a better strategy, I, we, we could, we could do that. But I, I feel like, I don't, we don't know what's around here. And I, uh, if you think that's best, I I I, I will concede to your um, I'll concede to your plan. And uh, Lucas, you and I can maybe search the. Is there an attic? Well, there's an upstairs. You, Lucas, you and I perhaps can go upstairs. Is that? What did you? you uh, of course, but did you find the hands? No one has. Apparently not. I think I think they found one. That's that's wonderful. Anything of significance on it? Perhaps well, no. Ring. I was dragging your butt in the in. I didn't get a look at it. <laughs> well, never mind then. I guess <laughs> I will. My mind at ease. Go upstairs with Charlie. Right. So, so I pass through the kitchen. I will grab a either another meat cleaver or maybe a uh, one of those big things that tenderize meat. Okay. Yeah. A, a tenderizer, a big hammer yeah. thing. Okay. Charlie right. won't go out of his way to go to the kitchen, but if he does see anything beside him that seems like an like a sturdy improvised weapon, I'll take that. Sure. Even a big heavy bottle of something. Yeah. Yeah. Bash something with. All right. So I'm going to jump back and forth a little between you guys as we do this. Um, Howard and Patty, as you. Get to the bottom of the stair of the it's more like a ladder than it is anything else. You can see the room is is fairly large, pretty much the, the whole bottom underneath the uh the end. Um the light is coming from a number of lanterns that have been set up on one end of the room. And when you look over there, there is a large table, and it looks like symbols have been painted into the floor and on the table there are a couple of things there is a large leather book which is opened and there is a smaller 
Um, it almost looks like a portfolio of some sort. Um, dramatically, I think you should first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, as a book dealer, I will be immediately drawn to both of those things, and I will look in the portfolio first. Yes. It, uh, your first impression as you're getting close to this is some sort of ritual has mm-hmm. taken place here. Or, or, or maybe not. Maybe it's been set up for a ritual that hasn't happened yet. Um. All right, you look at the portfolio and look at it. it it's a scrapbook. There seems to be numerous uh, newspaper articles uh, that have been cut out of newspapers and posted in here. I've got an example of one of them uh, from, a, from a maybe six years ago, uh, it looks like, and it looks like this. Uh, Rambler found dead on moors. Miss Riley's body found in the woods, missing since December 10th. Deceased said to have suffered from insomnia. The mystery surrounding the disappearance of Miss Sophia Riley, 22 years of age, of Elm Grove, Thornhill, Lees, Dewsbury, was solved this morning by the discovery of the body on the edge of the woods on Ruddon Moor. Miss Riley left her home about six o'clock on Thursday morning to meet her friends and go rambling, and she was last seen alive near the Witch Elm pub. She was then in good spirits and told an acquaintance that she would not keep her talking longer than was necessary, and she was anxious to return in time for work. What became of her after that had been a mystery up to this morning. A diligent search was made by the West Riding Police and the fullest inquiries amongst relatives and friends, but these failed to reveal her whereabouts. Miss Riley's body was found first seen this morning by a rambler, John Martin. The body was conveyed to the Victoria Hotel, where an inquest will be held probably tomorrow. There was nothing found in the deceased's pockets likely to throw any light on the tragedy. Although the deceased enjoyed fairly good health, she had complained that she could not sleep, and on one occasion some 12 months ago, is said to have risen in the middle of the night and was found wandering in the village by a policeman. She was a good worker and was fond of her parents and her home. So... The other articles are all very similar. It seems like people all within the radius of a few tens of miles of this area would occasionally suffer insomnia and go walking. Sometimes they were found in the dark. Sometimes they were just in other rooms of their house. But a large portion of people would go missing in this area. Um, all around this, uh, the grove of trees that's all back behind where the end was. Uh, It seems quite telling that people were going missing, mostly ramblers, people wandering where they shouldn't have wandered. Sometimes their bodies were found, sometimes they weren't. Um, Now let's jump up to the guys upstairs. Uh, you begin to search. Uh, there, it, it is an inn, so there are a number of rooms. Most of the rooms are empty. They're they're there if somebody needs them. The beds are made and they're they're dusted, but they're empty. Uh, but at the far end, you come to a room that is obviously the innkeeper's room. Uh, go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. Actually, you probably don't need to, but. Nope. Regular pass. 
Okay. Well, in that Roll. case, looking through his stuff, trying to find stuff, you find a small sketchbook uh, next to what you think is Atticus's bed. Uh, you also notice that Atticus has been using a small pen knife, perhaps, to carve things into the wood, his bedstead, his, his little table there. Um, it's incomprehensibly bizarre. It's like, like he's trying to recreate something in his mind that he keeps doing. Lucas, do a, do a spot hidden roll again. It's not really going to be spot hidden, but. Uh, let me see what my spot hidden is. Uh, I will spend six to make that a success. Okay. So you see the sketchbook, and as you are sort of leaning over to look at it, you put your hand on the desk or, or the, the little nightstand itself. And as you have your hand on it, you notice that, you know, he's gouged it with the pen knife, that it has oddly a feeling very much like that tree did, at least in shape, and it freaks you out. The, the table is solid. It's wood. It certainly is wood. But the way he's been carving it, it's almost like it's trying to reproduce that bark texture that you touched. Oh, my God, man. It's the it's same. It's the same as what? Feel this doesn't feel like a cow's leather rather than a bark. Christ, it does. It's the material of the trees outside. I don't think those are trees. The things outside them. Perhaps if we were to return this to them, maybe they would appreciate it. Oh, it's a piece of furniture. Do you, I, do you I look at the, the sketchbook? So, okay. The sketchbook is even more rambling. It's it's scribbles and drawings and things. Um, but this this is what you see. She speaks of her young five long years. Our young in exchange for hers, we had no choice. Turn yeah. the page and you see this. They stand dormant in the dark woods. At least the woods are safe again. And is this the thing we saw outside that looked like a tree or no? Looked kind of like the uh, that thing. Oh. Think. So I, I wonder if they were. Uh, so this inn does it does it wander from different places in the galaxy? Mm, it seems to me more likely that uh, the grandmother or auntie or whatever. Were, took the children and was perhaps imprisoned here by use of the hands as 
There's a prison. Who, who, who imprisoned her then? Clearly this man has some knowledge of the occult. Uh, a, a mere man? She seemed a mere woman to me. She seemed a mere woman to you? She seemed like a d- monstrous witch to me. Some minister of the... Of, of the devil. Well, perhaps you're right. She did have utter control over his body as he drooled on the ground. Yes. We but should probably... We, we should probably... Uh, have we explored the the every room upstairs. That's that's pretty much it. I fear, that, I fear that if we return through the same path, we will be waylaid by those demons and torn to shreds. Enough pontificating. We we should we should get to the we should get to the others. Okay. So you guys go downstairs, you look around, you don't see them, but you realize they've gone into the the cellar. When you look down into the cellar, you can see that they are down there and there seems to be some, as I said, it looks like the preparations for a ritual. Um, is that everybody? Was ever, everybody down there now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty, the book. This leather-bound book is very primitive, very old. You'd think that it's got to be from the very beginnings of uh, book binding. Uh, you open it up and there are parchment pages in it. Some of them are illuminated. Um, it looks very old. And it is all written in a very old, uh, like almost pre-Elizabethan English. Um, the page that it is actually open to is uh, at the top of it, it says, uh, well, the translation would be banishment and return, but it's spelled B-A-N-Y-S-H-M-E-N-T-E, and return is spelled R-E-T-U-R-R-N-E. Um, do any of you have any kind of knowledge of early English? Well, <laughs> I have an English skill of 83. Okay. So some literature. Yeah, literature I've got an matter. edu of seventy. I don't know if that if that matters. Well, we'll say then that some of you can understand it, mm-hmm. and this is something I don't have a prop for yet, but I, I want to eventually make one because it would be cool. We all we all would have read Chaucer in school. Okay, that's kind of along that line. Um, the page that is open to it describes the method for banishing a witch which involves severing her hands and using, quote, uh, knowledge bound herein to send her back to the devil's realm. And then it also describes the method for traveling to and from the place of banishment. Uh, You've also noticed by now that there is a small cabinet on the wall down here, which when you open has a glass bell jar and inside of it is another hand, similar but the opposite. And this one has one finger sticking up. 
Okay, so read this ritual <clears throat> of banishment and return. Um, does While it she's seem... doing that, I will collect the um, hand from the yeah. jar. Okay. Does it seem like it's time for us to do this ritual? Well, here's the thing. As you're reading, what you gain the information is, is part of the trick is, is using the hand, okay? Uh, every time a finger is lit, it will travel from or back to. The other hand is completely closed. It's been five years. So mm -hmm. they have done this five times. Five times. And there's one time left to go back to the, you know, to the other, to the real world. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like they were setting up for that ritual uh, and you've got everything in front of you. Um, the obvious, uh, well, I'll let you, I'll let you talk about what you want to do. Believe Patty that I do believe Patty that if we do that one, only someone, someone's going to go and not be able to come back. I think you're right. I think it looks to me like this is the last thing we do. Whatever we do, whatever else we're going to do, we have to get that done before we light this candle. It, it gives you the impression that this will take the entire end back to. Yes. Yes. The real world. Perhaps. Uh, I'm not a heartless man. Perhaps we should retrieve the children and the others and bring them here and return. Right. I, I can afford to lose this. Well, she said she made a deal with us and she said that if we bring her hands back, she'll let us go and give your hands back. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't. I, I don't, don't know if that includes the the inn, the people at the inn and their children. I kind do we of have think anything? It probably doesn't. Do we have anything to lose by bringing them? Bringing them to her? I don't trust that woman's word as far as I can throw a iron bar. But aren't we in hell? We we saw these huge, um, terrifying monstrosities. Indeed. We we shouldn't we, leave. We made them a with deal. Them. We we made a deal. We we may be able to when we have the hands in front of her, we might be able to use them as leverage to ensure that the townspeople and their children are free as well. I wholeheartedly disagree. We could get the townspeople, bring them here, and return. I think we'll probably I think she'll confront us if we attempt that. I think it's worth a try. I think yeah. it's very much worth a try. I will not be surprised if she is there to try to stop us. Yes, or she we'll, is, we'll or cross she that is bridge. Cross that, that bridge. Begs a, that begs a question to me: is um, if we could just gather everybody up and take them all back, why haven't the parents gathered up their kids so mm. far and taken them back? Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Yes, I, d I don't think it's that simple. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think we should talk to them. Maybe they have an explanation. 
In let's order go back. To- let's not let's not tell anyone we have the hands. First of all, don't tell any of the townspeople we have the hands. What are you afraid of? Them being in league with her, or they might, you know, they might take the hands away from us and give them back to her, and then we don't have any deal of any kind. Hmm. Because they're going to be so desperate to get their kids back. And remember, they've had every chance to do this. And she's even said that. And they have refused to do it. Yeah. I think we need to find out that they might take the hands from us to keep it from occurring. We need to find out why they uh, refuse to give her the hands back. I don't think I would ever be able to shake it from my conscience if we didn't at least try to talk with them and see their side of the story as best we can figure it out. Now, I've got to go change my pants. <laughs> I go upstairs, and is there any change of clothes in the upstairs of the inn? Do a luck roll. I'm sure, you, I'm sure that Atticus has. Uh... There's a fine selection of dresses. <laughs> yes, kilts. So Atticus doesn't fit your clothing. However, he's probably a little larger, so you could still sort of make do. All right. I have like this huge pants and that I I have a belt and it's tying it around the waist, even though it covers my shoes, the legs. By God, you look like Aladdin. (laughs) I was just thinking that. Harem pants. Comes down wearing hair. God, I have gotten my pipe back. Very frustrating without a good smoke. Um, it makes me a li- look a little bit more reliable than having urinated pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. so what's your next move? So we, we go need, back we and we talk to the people again? Yeah, I think we should find out what's and, going on. And you'll have the hands with you? Yeah, but not. don't tell them. Don't tell them we found the hands. We have put a satchel in, or a bag. Put them in Howard's yes, satchel. In my, put them in, in Howard's satchel. Right. Oh, and I've got the books because these are these are this is this is my recompense. All right, so you guys, uh, did you want anything else from the end to take with you? Uh, I'll take a bottle of whiskey with me. Yeah, let's each get a bottle of whiskey just in case we need the whole Molotov cocktail thing. And I've still got the cleaver. Not sure. I still have the meat. Has enough. To flame, brandy might, but yeah. Is there is there a lantern there, like a the oil lamp? Yeah, there are lanterns. Yeah, okay. There's there's no electricity here. Take some of those then. Okay, so you guys we might just need lanterns anyway. Uh, we'll wait for. um, You don't have to wait for me. Actually, it's. It's a good spot because I need to pee. <laughs> All right. I, I was just getting my prop out. All right. I just need to use the restroom, so it's cool. Ah. The one I just refurbished for my grandfather. Uh. That's why I had to step away. I had to use I had to get rid of some vac weight, some liquids. Nice voice there, by the way. Oh, thank you. Excellent. Thank you. It's a mo- it's I call it the modified Gandalf. Yes. Well, I must yeah. admit I am concerned about Charles, you know. Weak link in the Rambler group. 
Uh-huh. Just picking on you. All right, <laughs> <laughs> fine. Jeez. I'm afraid that as soon as we walk into the woods again, I'm just going to get eaten by a monster, by one of those tree monsters. Yeah, I'm not real sure what's going on either with that. I assume you shared that information with us. Right. Sure, yeah, sure. It's got to be the... What is everyone else's significant person? How old is is Patty? Audrey is mine. Yeah, Audrey is mine. Oh, (laughs) no. Competition. And see, Patty is my childhood friend. So I think we see each other as just friends, but you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're close friends. I'm not sure if you all have one because this is originally written for four players. I added one and I don't know if I, I don't even remember which one I added. It's been so long. Yeah. I feel like. It the ring the ring has to be significant right did maybe we check, did we check it for like writing like a one ring to roll them it. all on the inside I, did, I didn't take it off the fit thing but i did take a look oh, at it okay. it's basically in you know medieval you know medieval style ring with a large emer- probably a, a rough cut emerald I didn't really polish stones back then yeah, or cut them. I mean, cut them special. Might have polished, but they didn't cut them special back then. Yeah, it All was right. like this the circular gym. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. So, you guys have stepped out of the inn, back into the very strange sky. Uh, everybody, do spot hidden for me. Oh, a hundred! I am so consistent tonight. My God, you got to throw away those dice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got an 04. Regular oh, I got extreme. Nice. So Charlie and Audrey got extremes? Yep. Okay. You both know this, that it is getting lighter in one direction as if the uh, the sun is going to come up at some point. Or rather, in this case, a star is going to illuminate. Weren't we given a time limit? I suspect Mm -hmm. there is a time limit based off the burning of the finger that they had set off. Look to the east. It does seem... Sunrises. (laughs) Is anyone good, good with telling how much time we would have until morning, given how the light looked? Hmm. Well, Lucas, if this was Earth, <laughs> uh, I, have natu- I have natural world, but um, but this well, is who yeah, knows so, how big this planet is I, when its rotation yeah, cycle is. I think we should still try. I think we should still try. Well, we need to be fleet of foot. Auntie did say sun sunrise is, is that's the end. That's... Yeah. So, do how long would it take us to actually meet with the people? the lost people of the end. Like how far away just, were they? Just a hundred feet or so. Oh yeah, absolutely. In the Grove. All right. So you go through the, the oddly swaying trees and uh, Lucas 
tries to stay as close to the dead center of that path as he possibly can. With his 70 size. <laughs> and I think, Lucas, you probably now notice that those patches of neurals and uh, and twists of, of bark indicate where those gigantic mouths are all over these things. Breaks <laughs> you out. They all have them everywhere. They're just not all open. Um, you come into the grove where the uh, parents are all with their children. Um, they're trying to enjoy the last moments that they're together. What do you guys do? We don't have much time. Uh, I guess I'm louder than that. We, we don't have much time. We are going to, we're going to transport back the inn. We have the hands. You told him that? I think so. I, I just said what I said. Um, the, the person supposed to not know that. Says, <laughs> says, uh, says, well, that's how we travel, but this is the last time. What, it's, it's, it's time to go, then. We, we should be at the end. No, no, you don't understand. We can go, but the kids can't. Why? The Grove won't let them leave. They've been trapped here. The children only think they've been here for a few hours. Somehow, Auntie keeps them from realizing the danger and the, and the evil. Um, they've been sort of in suspended animation. This is, they think that we've just, that we've been here. But if we leave, they can't go with us. We've tried. We've tried over and over again. So there's nothing left to do. There's one thing we could do. Kill this witch. Burn her. Without her hands. Or she has my hand. But it would be the last finger, right? So there would, it wouldn't matter even if we could kill her there. Well, if we killed her before sunrise, we can re possibly return. I don't know. Oh, we, we, uh, that, or we make a, that or we try to make an agreement, which includes the villagers and their children. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. I don't fancy our chances of bargaining. I don't, I don't fancy them either, but she kept, she's kept her word so far. If you guys have psychology, you can do psychology on these people here in the middle. Uh, I'll spend 10 luck to make it a regular success. Okay. Yeah, I've got a regular success. Oh, no, 95. I rolled there, a 8 on it. If you, if you succeeded. Their behavior is odd, obsessive, and so forth. And you realize from the looks on their faces and from their, their mannerisms and their actions that they're probably all pretty close to insane. Their characters, their, their children are not. But their children seem to be acting in a very normal way. But the parents, uh, five years have worn them down, apparently, and they're on the edge of despair, is what your guess would be at this point. Do we think that they are wrong about the children not being able to come home because of their delusions? 
I can't tell you what you think. You do what you want. <laughs> I think they might be. I think they might be wrong about their children. The children not being able to come home because of their delusive state. Well, um, well, why would attempt. we? Yeah, Let, let's bring the children back to the inn. Pause. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So I say, I say to the crowd, can we bring the children back to the inn? Everyone, come. The Grove won't let us. The Grove won't let you walk to the inn? They won't let, let the us children. walk, but not the kids. You Oh, the We've trees tried. would stop you? Trees will stop us. Well, let's try. There's, it, we can either die heroic deaths or, or, or be, for the rest of our lives, condemned to not trying. They seem unresponsive to you. What do you want to do? I will um, scream that um, it's time to bring the children now. And then I I physically try to bring as many people together as I can and push them towards the road. Are you going to try to grab a kid? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you grab a kid. Um, You grab a kid and the parents kind of, at first, they're kind of like, "What, what, what are you doing like this? You begin to move towards the path leading back to the inn. And as soon as you do, the creaking of the trees begins to get louder. And suddenly one of these tree things uh, moves out of the forest and onto the path leading to the inn. What do you do? I mean, you're shaking in your boots because you've seen it, but now you're kind of used to I mean, you, you know what it looks like. Right. I, I wonder if I could tell just from that how fast it is. It seems like it could be pretty fast. And its its leg span is pretty okay. huge. In a couple of steps, it could easily cover the distance to the uh, end. So Charlie sees this. He he thought for a moment that they might be delusive. He thought for a moment that he want, might wanted to run through the tree monsters. But seeing that it's super fast, he does now believe them completely. And, and he, he conspires with his group. And he just says, I, I think it's time to just go. I agree. Let's Let's go. Come on, Audrey. Okay. Nowhere. Uh, Back to the inn, if possible. Auntie's place. I thought, yeah, I thought we were going to Auntie's place. Auntie's place. Oh, Auntie's place. Yeah, yeah, I I thought we were going to Auntie's too. I mean, yeah. Yes, that's where we're heading. My only fear is that she did say that she would not return the children to that man at the very beginning. Or was I wrong about that? She wouldn't return them to the parents because of what they did. Yeah. However, since we have kept our bargain, she might slim hope that she might let the children go. Yeah, let her take the parents and we will take the children, perhaps. Well, let's see what she says. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys move forward. You uh, you go through the tunnel. You're back to the uh, the little glade with the, uh, the witch's hut. Um, you can see that the light has increased slightly again. 
that you must be getting closer and closer to a sunrise, as it were. Um, so what do you do? You go up? Yeah, so I'm, I'm as fast go as up. possible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, so quickly, you run up to the, the door. Um, do you knock? Do you just open it and go inside? Yeah, kick it open. Just go as fast as I can. Push it open, kick it open. Okay. Uh, you open it. Well, you, you know, it's outward. But anyways, you, you, you open it up quickly and you go inside. And as you do, Auntie is on the other end of the room and she quickly turns. And as she turns, she makes a very strange noise as she moves, kind of like tree branches scratching the ground. Um, and you're pretty sure that the large hump on her back rides just a little bit and she says well now you've brought what i wanted or not are you keeping your end of the bargain dearies i turned to patty i think patty had them or, or howard has ones. them howard, howard has i turned to howard well we may have them but we were wondering if we could um and we know that you want your hands I was wondering if you would be magnanimous enough to not only keep your bargain with us, but uh, find some kindness of at least letting the children go. Um, and at least the parents that were fooled into following Atticus's plan. Are you trying to get out of the deal, dearie? No, no, You're I'm trying not trying to. to... Are I'm you trying... changing the parameters of the deal now, dear? Well, I'm at asking. The last hour? I am asking that if you could be generous enough to allow the children and those parents that were um, convinced by Atticus, let Atticus you have the hands, dearie. That What's going to happen to Atticus? What are you going to do with him? He's clearly under your control. What are you going to do with him? Why do you care, darling? Atticus is practically brain dead. At this oh, point. it's it's trust me. It's purely intellectual curiosity. I don't really care what happens to Atticus. To be honest, I'm just curious. Why nothing happens to Atticus? It's already happened, dear. He's been using my hands to travel back and forth between here and there. Every time one does something like that, it rips a little bit of the mind away. He's done it no, five he... times. There's not much left. He's done it nine times back and forth total. He's, uh, he got what he deserved, left. I think. Oh, I think so. And now have you gotten my hands? I think. And, and the back of her writhes when she says that. I think that we have all the leverage here. You must release the children. What does it serve you to keep them here? What does it benefit you? Uh, a sort of a crooked smile comes over her face and she says, Honestly, I have no real interest in the human children anyway. I'll agree to that. Do you have my hands? I want to see them. I'll let you have the children. Give me the hands. Just so I understand the terms of the deal, we get to go home. 
everybody who was maimed by you and Atticus gets there, gets gets restored. The children go free. Correct. Now you're changing it again. You want to take all the people back with you as well, despite what they did to me for five years. Well, you you said you were inclined to generosity. You can see looks of uh, anger coming over her face, and she says, fine, give me the hands and we have a deal. I'll let you all go. I glance over at Howard. I open the flap of the of my bag, or and I pull out the two hands and set them on the table. Well done, me dearies. And she rips one of the hands off of her wrist and throws it on the table, and it skitters over to whoever, let's say, Lucas. And it does the same sort of thing. It turns around like this. And as Lucas, you put your hand, your stump down towards it, little sinews come out, and it starts to reattach itself to your hand. And after it's no pain, but after a moment, your your hand is it feels like it's fallen asleep, but it's it's definitely got feeling in it. I don't know. And then, I don't know if I can get used to that sight. And then one of her hands skitters over to her and attaches itself to the stump so she can pull off the other one. And the same happens. And finally, her hands are renewed. And she's like, go back to the inn. Take them with you. I'll let them go out of the glade. Just go now before sunrise. Right. right. We will rush out. Haul out. And we will grab, we'll say, come with us. She's going to let... You folks go and your children, but you must come with us to the inn. Good. So you all run back to the inn? Yes, with the children and the parents. Right. So you get back to the inn, and you no sooner, you, you barely make it uh, as uh, as you guys are all running crazily to get back into the inn. And as, as the last of you get there, everything lurches. It feels almost like an earthquake. Uh, you kind of lose your breath for a moment. It feels like you're falling, like you're gone you know, without any gravity. And then there's an all great thud. And when it said dust and dirt fall from the rafters and some things fall off of shelves and there's a great crashing noise and, uh, and everything goes dead silent and all the children are there and all the parents are holding them. Parents are still praised um and you guys all can do uh um how was it called um powerless oh two check me out oh nice i got five hard success and i rolled good all night except right now i rolled a 93 okay uh, if you failed, oh, 93, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, if you failed, I would like you to take 14 POW points off of your POW permanently. And if you didn't, you can take four points off of your POW permanently. What and if you, you got an 01? Have... Mm, 01, I'll say that you lose one point. I got an O2. Can I just lose one point too? Yeah, you can just lose uh, one all right. point. <laughs> hey, you gotta ask. You gotta ask, guys. 
right. So uh, there's that moment. The the parents of the children are not so good. They have taken severe damage to their brains, this being the 10th time they've traversed outer space. Um, some of them have gone like they're drooling like Atticus was. Their, uh, their children, however, are in complete health. They, uh, they don't understand what's happened to their parents, and they don't understand that they've been gone for longer than a few hours. So I conspire do? with the group again, and I say we should functionally treat the whole group here, uh, the rest of the people as children. And then what would we do with a horde of children if they were just in the woods? I, I think we have to try to lead them back to civilization. Yeah, I agree. Yes. What the hell just happened? <laughs> yes. Uh, we were able to strike a at least somewhat of a bargain with the devil, she-devil herself. So the parents, most of them need help. Uh, the children are okay. You're going to have them that you they can follow you back to civilization. You're not that far away. You know, it's going to be a couple of miles hike. And that's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And go to a parish that. church. Go to a parish church. Get the get the priest out. That's what your intention is. Yeah. The, yeah. The medical treatments and stuff like yeah. that. However, yeah. when you gather them all together and you decide to leave, thank God, from this horrible inn, and you step outside. The entire grove of giant growth trees have all transported with you. And the forest around you is not as inane as it was when you got here. And some of those trees are moving away from the end deeper into the forest, where probably Auntie's home has now been reestablished. And that is the end of our story. Yay! Wow. Awesome. This was great. This this is one of my new favorite stories, but there's a reason why. You guys worked your way out through it pretty well, but once every uh, in the previous times, watch some of the other playthroughs. When everybody realizes all the implications of what's going on, they have a good hour long discussion and argument and philosophical debate as to whether they should leave these people here and get out themselves or you know it's quite or or try to burn the witch it's a possibility there's all sorts of things that you can do at the end however they all have consequences in our in the case when we played we decided to take the ring and give her back the hands and she didn't like that. Oh, <laughs> I was. So the ring I was, was powerful. I was crushed by one of those things. Oh yeah, oh. that's her ring. Is is there a way of uh, like an off chance that you identify that going home would bring the monsters? Could there maybe be like... that's where they came from? Right. I mean, the monsters were her children, as she like, is saying. Is there a way of, was, like, within the ritual? It. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
I mean, you can deduce it because people were going disappearing in the woods. It was, the, yeah. it was the, right. uh, yeah, yeah. That part um, I figured out. Yeah. yeah that I, part thought that was, that, I thought that that was the townspeople. No, she was a priestess of Shubnagurath. She was a priestess of Shubnagurath. And these were, uh, what are they called? Damn it. Um, dark, uh, black uh, dark, yeah. dark young. No, that, these, yeah, dark young. Yeah. these were dark young. And uh, they had been in the woods for eons, and they'd been eating ramblers when they got a little too close. I was going to try to. I was going to try to make friends with one of them, but after the sand hit, maybe not. (laughs) Um, The best, the best action, uh, the best, the worst thing that can possibly happen uh, is if you attempt. it's, It's right here. If you attempt. To return the N back to the earth, there's two bad things. If you attempt to return it back to the earth using the hand, but you what you what you didn't know is you need something to ground you, something from back on earth. Um, there's a good chance that you'll get lost, mm-hmm. that the N will simply go somewhere <laughs> random in space. The worst thing that can happen is you can fumble the roll. And if you fumble the roll, the two worlds manifest next to one another, and that planet and our planet crash into one another, and it <laughs> destroys the world, the earth, and everything wow. in it. And uh, wow, yeah, <laughs> that's a heavy duty Don't ending for a two hour scenario. <laughs> Don't screw around with witchcraft, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like there's no. Um, great solution just a you know well okay. you guys found one yeah. yeah you can make a bargain with her and she'll keep her bargain she's absolutely will keep her bargain you tried to change it at the end i could have been really uh deals yeah. off except that she was desperate if yeah. sunrise had come if sunrise had come then she would be locked there forever along with everyone else which would have been the, good for you it might be that the true good ending is if you don't want to bring the monsters back is to die in the very first scene just not accept the deal yeah self-sacrifice is always an option um also i never was specific but the date was the 21st of june it was the solstice and it's the only day that this magic works Mm. so all yeah, right. one well, point I was going to ask about that, but then I realized it really didn't matter because we couldn't have affected it. Anyway, so. If you'd have asked, I would have told you that it was, in yeah. fact, the summer solstice. Yeah. Um, all right, let me go ahead and finish. Uh, our players included Heather Poirier, uh, Max Meltzer, Chase Kapner, Oren Meyer, and Julian Arba with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.